0: First he saved the White House then he saved London now Gerard Butler will save the plot of Taken 3. That's right Angel has fallen is here and we got some fun with killer alligators in crawl some scary stories to tell in the dark too. I'm Van Conner. This is off screen. Let's talk movies. Boom. Movie. Welcome to screen. I'm Van Conner, and, well, you know what, a show can only be so perfect, so it's my great pleasure to welcome Rebecca Perfect back in the house. Ah. <laughs> oh, 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 that was a
1: Exciting. Just for you, just for you. I know, it's because I said I'd be a really good rapper last week, right? And <laughs> I said hip-hop, R&B honey, that R&B was R&B honey. R&B honey. I know, yeah, yeah, I'll be your boo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd be my dilemma. <laughs> so, Bex, oh, great to have you
1: back. Thanks so much. We've got some interesting movies this that's, week. That's
0: a word, that is definitely a word in- interesting. Interest- yeah. I mean,
1: it's not one of those weeks where you're like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait <laughs> to talk about the movies this
0: week. It is, and like one of them, which is like, our first one, which we're going to talk about in a minute, is one that I've been like hype about for about a year and a half.
1: As have I. Yeah. And I'm definitely not the target demographic for this movie. No? No. I don't
0: know. I think knowing you as a person, well,
1: yes you are. T- I think stereotypically i got the target demographic. Uh,
0: well, okay. So let's let's okay. me just jump straight into it's,
1: it. it. It's like we're keeping you all in suspense <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> so much. So much tension. <laughs> okay, so Angel Has Fallen.
1: Yes. Okay, yeah. so if you are fans of uh, London and Olympus Has Fallen then obviously you'll be chomping at the bit. To I am to in that
0: order actually. that That's the actual order I'm the fan of them in. Mean. Oh, really? Yeah. So I love London. I'm a fan of Olympus then there's this one
1: okay or well I don't know I think I'm slightly the other way around okay. either way I like them both like the
0: reverse Iron Man trilogy that's what I've been calling it nice so. nice
1: <laughs> well um, Mike Banning who is your secret service agent is back on the big screen again in this kind of another sort of diehard-esque movie which is obviously Angel Has Fallen you're looking at me really funny on that yep. but just stick with it um, he finds himself framed for an attempted assassination on the US president and after escaping capture he basically tries to uh, make the real threat known to the, the president before it's all too late.
0: They're bats. Ground, the ground. come with me. Get him under the ballistic hardcover. Keep him down. I'm on my way. Ballista. Don't move. Don't move. They're tracking somehow. Just hold still and keep him covered, firm! You. So, brutal attack there on the American president, who now is Morgan Freeman.
1: Yeah, and yeah. to be honest, I'll watch anything that Morgan Freeman is in. D- can we right? just
0: take a minute though, with Morgan Freeman in this, to, to just work out that through the, this has actually not been a series about Gerald Butler and his his attempts to defend the presidency. No, no, this has actually been an intriguing political satire about Morgan Freeman Frank Underwooding his way up through the U.S. <laughs> government. That's what this is because he started as a speaker of the House, then he was vice president. Now he's that is that literally that's very
1: good observation. That of is, is what movies. Frank Underwood did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one a bit
0: less controversial, I suppose. Do you
1: know what? At list- Less controversial, but also overall, this movie is a bit less silly than mm. the rest. Yes, okay, and I what I loved about the Has Fallen series, should we call I've it? Just been
0: going Fallen the should whole time. Fallen.
1: <laughs> I like to add the Has because something has. It and is and also, kind of... also,
0: Fallen is a really good 1997 supernatural thriller starring uh, Denzel Washington. James nice Gandalf, segue there, it?
1: like that. Um, what I like about this is this is a movie that kind of really doesn't or previously has not taken itself too seriously no. so, so when there is a cheesy line Gerard Butler will deliver that line with a little glint in his eye to know that he is actually <laughs> taking the mick he's uh, all about that
0: glint isn't he he's is
1: all about that glint this movie Angel Has Fallen has taken it a little bit more seriously
0: yes it definitely has I think that.
1: it's up the stakes on better action uh, Sequences, some of the the kind of there's a drone sequence in this which I thought was just amazing. It was really good, see. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really good. Um, the ending, I suppose, is, is not the least predictable thing I've ever seen in my life. it's um yeah, there's lots of really good things about this. I, I genuinely am a fan of this because it takes me back to the movies that I used to watch in the nineties, which are kind of your it's like the fugitive meets Die Hard in a way, and I know you mentioned Taken Three as well. I get yeah. that element to it, but I love that kind of mix of silliness and action and ridiculousness. I mean, the body count in this is just
0: uh, yeah. I can get I can get you on that. Yeah, I can get you on that. What? Right, And you got the
1: exact number? I, I, well, hang on, <laughs>
0: because Olympus has fallen has a body count of exactly twenty four people killed by Mike Banning. Right. London has fallen has a body count of 56 people killed by Mike Banning this has got to be actually in terms of people he kills probably less than a dozen loads of people die he kills next to none of them
1: do you know what though he's not a well man in this so I think we can give him a bit of slack on it but he still could take down 10 men just by looking at he them he could you know? I, just,
0: I, I miss head stabby Gerard Butler from the yeah, first two less maybe. than I do headachy Gerard Butler from this one
1: I think with this like with the Taken franchise I think we love that kind of slightly older mm. British actor playing an American <laughs>
0: who's, who's obviously still British He's obviously still British <laughs> yeah. who
1: suddenly ends up having the power of Superman you know just without oh. the cape and can just you know kill a load of people in one go and it just seems to be this mindless fun that we love
0: I love that trope in these because even even this movie is not immune mean, because I do think this film takes itself a lot more seriously than the previous two did now when this was on pre when in the run up to this release yeah. they were talking in interviews and they were making comparisons to Logan and it's quite obvious when you watch the film that comparative to those first two, that's what they think this is.
1: Oh, it's like... the. I don't know if this is the finale of the trilogy. I think I, it I...
0: is. They have said that kind of this has been designed to end it.
1: Oh, that's a shame. i quite like him to come back, like, all guns blazing. <laughs> like, he's...
0: kind of uh... leave him in a position where you're like, OK, leave him there now. Yeah,
1: you know. I know. It but... ain't
0: Jack Bauer. <laughs> I mean, it's always been a watered-down, sort of lower R-rated version of Jack Bauer. Yes, Every storyline for one of these movies has done in 24. Think but- about it,
1: though. You mentioned Jack Bauer, right? Mm, yeah. People love Jack Bauer. People oh, just, lovely, I worship love Liam Neeson in Taken, love uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard, love all this kind of stuff. And that's all the elements that work within this movie. So,
0: Are you implying that there is an active fan base out there for a physically invincible yet emotionally vulnerable lone warrior type? Perish the Thoughts. I think I might be. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Statham's entire career has been built on a one-note gimmick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God bless him. (laughs) Overall, this is actually... For, particularly for this bank holiday weekend, if mm, you're listening yeah. in the UK, this is something that if you're not wanting to be out in the super sunshine that's happening this weekend, this is a perfect like escapism, mindless fun that you're going to forget about later. But you're always going to remember this franchise because it's just loads of fun, isn't it? It is.
0: It is. It is dumb fun for me, though, not as gleefully, viscerally out there and nuts as particularly the last one. Yeah, you know the one but that where London
1: that, just goes every yeah, like just that one, one where they had that. Were
0: you in that press show? That same press show that we had in uh, Mister Young's in Soho screening rooms for that second one.
1: Uh no. Cuz
0: I noticed something really bizarre. I rewatched the second one the night before I saw the third. Right. They blow up the bad guys headquarters at the end, right? right? Which, because they show it you on a map, we know is a place that we know quite well. We walk through it all the time on the way to screenings. The funny thing is, the resulting explosion ironically takes out the screening room that they would then go on to show that exact movie <laughs> <in>. <laughs> And also... I does, wish I'd
1: noticed that. You're so geeky. <laughs> it, just, it
0: does also contain my fa- one of my favourite lines in any movie ever, that second one, which is, most of London's known landmarks have been destroyed.
1: Most. No,
0: I mean, for me, it's the known. Most unknown. What what, what unknown landmarks do you know I thought all of
1: London was just pummeled in that. So everything and everyone. So great. The Italian Prime Minister
0: had that girlfriend celebrating her 30th birthday. It
1: is so ridiculous. Yeah, I get your point. Like, it is a little bit sad that maybe they've just totally taking hmm. it over to be a little bit more serious because what do we go in to watch this movie for? We go in to watch it being stupid. I want
0: head stabbing. I want Gerard yeah. Butler doing the head stabby thing that he made Yeah but made now he's trademark. just popping
1: pills and sorting out his back pain, isn't
0: he? <laughs> so <laughs> kind of like actual Gerard Butler at this. It's stage.
1: probably actually what Bond should be doing because he's like uh, uh. he's reached that age. I mean
0: seriously if this just had shots of Gerard Butler like between action beats inserting injecting B venom, bee pollen or whatever it is into his face. I think like we're mixing like he marble here. The, no is. no that was that was him. He did that for Geostorm. That's why he looks so weird in Geostorm because he's got bee pollen in his face. I
1: think he's just starting to look a little bit weird in general. <laughs> there is that
0: but he was looking a little on the droopy side and Ooh, I yeah. love me some Geostorm. Look, I, I'm a big Gerard Butler fan. Yeah. Gamer is probably one of my favourite action movies ever. Love that movie. Something with Commando for me. Uh, London has Fall I think it's the best of this lot. Where does this sit on your trilogy ranking by the way? Do you
1: know what? I think this is probably like Olympus... Oh, yeah do you know what you're right I, I re- well I really loved Olympus mm. actually wasn't it London's more for you right
0: London's more for me that's the uh, Babak Najafi one yeah Olympus I'll tell you why Olympus Antoine Fuqua
1: yeah and i tell you why I loved Olympus because it came out of nowhere Yeah, and for me I was like oh my god this sounds ridiculous what am I going to go and watch and it was so ridiculous and I absolutely loved it <laughs> and I thought this is the best thing since sliced bread so
0: right. <laughs> so, to- How many so Olympus are- do
1: you know what I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a solid one and a half. One and a half. Up. okay yeah.
0: do you know what? I'll go with one and a half yeah, as well yeah. but I will I will do it in closing because we've got a minute so we can still we can still bat it, things around can I just
1: say something you critics that have absolutely mauled this movie <laughs> check yourselves okay because you
0: are wrecking yourself yeah you really exactly. are exactly
1: this is just just take a little bit of a leaf out of the lighter notes of life you know it right. is, it's not supposed to be serious
0: I noticed something very weird in this film okay right? and I don't know if you noticed it but it's brilliant once you have it pointed out you'll never unsee it right first of all this medals this mixes up the years in which elections happen in in this universe so <laughs> in the universe of angel of angels fallen uh morgan Freeman was only elected six months ago which was basically at the beginning he was elected in november of last year sworn in this january 2019 okay the u.s government in this universe knows as fact and acknowledges near publicly that russians meddled in the u.s presidential election Ooh. in order to get morgan freeman elected now Think about that point and then remember 2013 when, as you say, this came from nowhere. Remember when they dropped two of these Die Hard and the White House movies at once? You looked at them and you thought, neither of those is ever getting a sequel. Did you ever think we'd be watching the
1: third one? Absolutely not. No, that is amazing.
0: <laughs> so Angel has fallen in cinemas now because it came out on Wednesday the 21st. Rated 15. Bex, you were a fan? I'm a big fan. I'm a fan as well. Not as much of a fan, but I am a fan. Check it out. It's rated 15. Worth it. And we're back! It's off-screen, it's a trip to the multiplex, so, Rebecca Perfect. Film Critic extraordinaire. BBC Asia. Talk Radio. <laughs> we we're, were Talk Radio alums together. We're we We're just alums now. We're
1: alums. Alums, alums. alums now off screen consistent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, one that I did enjoy watching with you this week. We've got to talk about it now. Uh, scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I love sitting through a horror movie with you, Bex. It's one of my favourite things about my job.
1: Yeah, I know because I am the worst person to sit in a horror movie with. And the thing is that you can preempt it. You very kindly offered me your handhold should, <laughs> I, should I need it, which I have embarrassed myself multiple times in front of my peers in these kind of movies because I just can't contain the fear did <laughs> you
0: not notice though during this time I think it was the first time I've ever done this where I actually preempted it where every time there was clearly going to be a scary bit coming, I just leant slightly more towards you bracing myself
1: well, like, firmed me, up let me let, we'll come on we'll come on to talking about that kind of reaction to the movie yeah. you're preempting what my is reaction what
0: is Scary Stories talking scary about
1: Scary is a, a long title first and foremost <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Scary Stories would have been better wouldn't it
1: yeah yeah. I mean, who cares about it being in the dark or not? Look at Midsummer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is I suppose your your pre-Halloween fix in some respects if you're after a bit of a, holo- ho- a horror movie right now. I mean, what this is is it, it follows in the 1960s it basically follows some unsuspecting teens who stumble across a storybook in a supposedly haunted house.
0: Yeah, nothing bad will come of that out. Obviously. Oh.
1: oh, look, let's go through the fence and it suddenly <laughs> is a, a haunted house. Let's go to that creepy house. <laughs> nothing will happen to us. Obviously. There's definitely not an urban legend going on there either. Um, and they basically find this storybook starts writing stories that predicts the gory fate of each and every one of them. Yeah. And that is the basis of the story. They had their stories
0: in the book and it happens every night you don't read the book the book reads you I'm afraid that we woke something up
1: that the same thing's gonna happen
0: to all of us we were all in that house no this isn't real okay stories can't hurt you Sarah Bellows is a myth and even if
1: she's not she's dead do you know what I think that <laughs> this is the the shame about this movie
0: yeah
1: is that the trailer and I don't watch trailers that I didn't often, see I
0: think I saw the trailer
1: the trailer's great is it? for this and it, it made me put this on my list for you know what am I going to want to review that week oh and, yeah cool cool yeah. and so I was really excited to go and watch this and I left as I'm sure you did relatively underwhelmed yes Um. there's the, the, the scary... This is a 15, right? It,
0: it is. It's not aimed at 15-year-old, strangely no, it enough, feels like
1: a, a slightly more mature Goosebumps
0: movie. Yes, it does. Very much so. It does also remind you that there is an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie in development somewhere, ah. I think. So we've got that to come out. I wonder if that's going to be the same thing. My thing with this is, yeah. strangish, strangish Things gives you it bumps. That's basically <laughs> what I came away with. <laughs> yes. I was literally sat the whole way through. Going. So that bit's Stranger Things, that bit's it, that bit's... Uh, uh, goosebumps, and, and that's kind of what it is, and it all feels about tonally kind of only marginally yeah, edgier been, than Goosebumps Haunted Halloween. Yeah,
1: it's really mediocre in the scare fest a, a mm. feel of it. What I will say, I though... Had
0: some of the scares. Well, you on. jumped once or well, twice. Come on. There
1: was one jump. I, no- <laughs> I noted it. Um, but... It's what only I, my what, arm. What I did think was that there was not a motive element to this. It was the gore within it, which...
0: Yes, actually.
1: I retched. Did you? <laughs> I did a little bit in some of the scenes. So, obviously, some of these stories come to... I'm just going to... I'm just... I'm not going to going to spoiler it, spoil it for you, but there is like a haunted scarecrow called Harold in it. He's mm-hmm. not that nice looking. There's um, a scene with a toe. There's, you know, a few bits and bobs which make you kind of go...
0: In fact, we should, we should touch on that because this the books originally from the 80s and the 90s by I think it's Alvin Schwartz, the whole gimmick of those, and they're actually quite clever when you look at them on a pop culture level. Yeah. He took all public domain uh, stories, urban legends, creepy myths, things like that, and basically rebranded them. He created a lot of the modern iconography of these sort of, you know, the calls coming from inside the house kind of a thing, even though it had been done before, obviously. And you but saw
1: he... a nod to some of that in her bedroom, in the girl's bedroom. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And the thing with this, of course, it goes down that meta text Goosebumps route of, well, why bother adapting one story when we'll just yeah. come up with a mechanism whereby we can have all of these different characters kind of come out in different go. So we'll get the scary clown, we'll get the witch one, we'll get the, the scarecrow one. And I like that. That's a novel idea. Yeah. This just isn't the most satisfying one because once it gets to the third act, it absolutely runs out of steam.
1: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I- it's a shame, it is a shame, because what I really liked, and, and just quickly to touch on this, is also, and we see this with It as well, it's based in a small town, yep. based in the late 1960s, and what you get are those kind of archy kind of type characters <laughs> in this, so you've got the Joker, the loner, the... Um, oh, gee shucks,
0: mister. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've got oh, the bookworm, you've got the jock, shop. you've got all that kind of stuff, and I think that works really well, it just doesn't deliver on the horror front, so... For me, I think this is for not for horror aficionados, but if you think horror's too scary for you, then maybe this is a good sort of step into it. Quite
0: possibly. I would say that if you were 12 when Goosebumps came out, yeah. you're probably kind of about right now. For this, this is probably the horror movie for you before you move on to the let's say the Harder stuff.
1: Yes, it, uh, yes, you, well, I agree. I'd say
0: one thumb up from me. Yeah, I'm totally one. with you.
1: We're so on par this we week. We are. That's what happens when we both watch the same movies and talk about them afterwards. I imagine <laughs> that. So
0: let's, let's talk about another one then this week. Let's talk about Crawl.
1: You, t- you talked to me about this. I looked at the post and went, I'm not reviewing this. This is Woman
0: <laughs> versus Alligator. With
1: Kaya, uh, Kaya Skodalaria. Sco- Sco- yeah, good, okay, good. Who
0: I still maintain would have actually been a pretty decent Lara Croft.
1: She would have been a pretty decent actress across the board if she'd made cleverer choices.
0: Yeah, there is that. I mean, don't do Pirates of the Caribbean sequels is a biggie. Yeah. Because nobody comes out of those looking good. But also, incidentally, Gemma Arton, my top pick for for Lara Croft. So, uh, Crawl sees Kaya Scodelario as a college swimmer, because of course she is, and she gets stuck in a flooded house in the basement with her dad and killer alligators.
1: So if there was ever a reason to not go and watch this movie, you've got it right there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Billy. Wait, don't come down! Hey! Wait! There's two gators down here! Okay, hold on! Don't move, hold on! Come here, Pete. Need your coffee? Pete, you hear that? (laughs) It's not bad, it's just a bit done to death. I've seen this before. I've seen the shallows. Is it... You know, that's with Blake Lively. No, that's that's the Blake Lively one. Blake yeah. Lively and the shark. That's the shallows. This is basically that in a house. With alligators. I
1: mean, for all the time that Kaya would have spent in a water tank for this, <laughs> okay. I mean, was it worth it for her to do that? I mean, you get awfully wrinkly skin.
0: I mean, it's directed <laughs> by Alejandra, uh, Alexandra Ayer, who gave us the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Uh-huh. And for me personally, Piranha 3D, which is like a touchstone sorry, classic for me. If and
1: only we had the visuals to see your face in that as you talked about Piranha. You mentioned I Piranha. I love
0: Piranha 3D. Oh my God! Jerry O'Connell's death scene in Piranha 3D is one of the greatest things ever committed to celluloid or a hard drive, as history will tell you. Him. Have
1: just bought a flashback, Jerry O'Connell.
0: I mean, oh of my sliders, goodness! Babe. Yeah, sliders. Yes, sliders. Sliders. Yeah. God, I might rewatch <laughs> that. It's, it's getting rebooted, you know. They are talk about rebooting oh. that. Anyway, okay. So, crawl. It's it's not bad, but if you've seen films like. Uh, the shallows. If you've seen Lake Placid, which I'm now absolutely going to revisit after this, I
1: do like Lake Placid. It's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Killer Alligator, There's a Fonda, Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt. What's not to love?
1: See, that's the thing. I think these kind of movies live late 90s, early 2000s. They do.
0: This is a throwback piece. Okay and the problem is it's not visually that inventive or interesting you have seen this kind of thing done a lot better the visual effects on the alligators themselves are not brilliant they don't present much of a credible threat it's one of those movies in which characters like have alligators bite through their legs and the next scene they're running and climbing over shelves and things you're like you're not following the realism of this at all if you're not look I'm sorry <laughs> even in Deep Blue Sea you're going be unrealistic
1: be properly yeah.
0: unrealistic come on even LL limped in Deep Blue Sea come yeah. on man I mean, you're not talking serious, You've got like holes in your legs. You it's know?
1: like, guys, did you not do your research and watch LL Cool J do his thing?
0: <laughs> and this, well, if we're going down that route, this also has no deepest bluest bracket shark's fin as a theme song equivalent. You know, nothing like that, which is the greatest movie theme song ever. But Deep Blue Sea, honestly, just look it up. It's a Great theme song. LL thinks he's the shark. Anyway, oh,
1: right? Okay. I'm never
0: going to tire of talking about that. I will, however, tire of talking about Crawl. I mean, they the pair of them, Barry Pepper and Kaya Scoglario, as sort of Who's Barry
1: Pepper? Barry
0: Pepper was the sniper from Saving Private Ryan. You know Good the one, Lord, the religious has he, gone,
1: has he gone from that to this?
0: He was in uh, the, the he was in Shot Caller a couple of years ago as well. Okay, he's, again. he's acted pretty consistently. Okay. He's the guy who isn't Alex Winter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he really looks like yeah. Alex Winslow. He's the guy those, who isn't. They? You know, like you say Javier Bardem is the guy who isn't Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, That. Yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Logan Mosh screen, not Tom Hardy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Crawl, from me, it's all one thumb up again, one just firmly down. It, it, I would have thought
1: you would have said half a thumb up.
0: Yeah, No, because to be honest, I came away from this. I thought, I'm going to watch Lake Placid again. I'm going to watch The Shallows again. I might watch this when it hits film four in 18 months. But other than that, it, it's not got enough teeth for me. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Runway East, where we record this show. They're on a mission to provide the world's best office space for startup teams, and oh, they're doing pretty damn well at it. I'm partial to the roof garden myself. Uh, they're in London Bridge, Soho, Moorgate, very zen places to work. Give them a peep at runwayea.st. That's runwayea.st. Welcome back to Offscreen, and this time Bex and I are going to keep it on the telly for you. So here's all the movies coming your way on Freeview, specifically Freeview, for the next seven days starting this Saturday, the 24th of August, I believe. Uh,
1: uh, you tell me. It's better
0: with time and a calendar keeping. Well, at least
1: tell you the time. It's on five star at seven thirty-five. But I haven't told you the title yet. And of course, what is it, what is it Max? It is, I, I love the realization of this. This is P.S. I love you, and this is Gerard Butler Yay! again. Yay! Gerard Butler. But this is Gerard Butler when he tried to start doing his kind of rom-com phase and realized, no, no, I'm better in action. This is when
0: he was doing a lot of those white posters where he was leaning to one side and the actress was leaning to the other. Yeah, uh, there I was love a lot those. of those. Yeah, yeah,
1: like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. McConaughey a few didn't he yeah, yeah. oh yeah and so, I, you know what it's a quali- it's a, a good quality of a good a sign of quality for a good film like that let's
0: let's pretend for one second that our entire female listenership has never seen PSI I Love You and, and have you tell us the plot because I can tell you're a fan
1: yeah I am a fan of this right because I, I, uh, I, 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 I haven't a, seen it for like 15 too. years okay. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 I mean Phantom of the Opera what <laughs> um, <laughs> um so Gerard Butler's character has died at the beginning of the film. This is not a spoiler. Yeah. And his partner, played by Hilary Swank, ha- receives all of these letters that he has written to her, which send her on a journey that he has plotted out for her. No man is that considerate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, I feel bad for Tom <laughs> That's my husband. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Off your game, mate. But,
1: but I think, I think you know, it's a nice concept. So ridiculous is Gerard Butler, but it, It kind of works. It's
0: very sweet, isn't it? It is very sweet, but it was
1: 15 years ago. (laughs) It was. And also,
0: the supporting cast in this, absolutely bizarre. James Masters, Spike from Buffy. Wow. uh, Gina Gershon and Phoebe from Friends.
1: Do you know what? We need to say no more than that, yep. because go and watch it. Five stars, 7.35 on Saturday, yep. and P.S. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, I like it. <laughs> Let's move to Sunday then. We gotta, we're going to play for this one as well. This is The Core, which is, this is a terrible movie, but it's, uh, but <laughs> it's, but it's enjoyably there. terrible. Right. This is a cast that includes, again, Hilary Swank. What is she yeah, doing? I know. Aaron Eckhart. Delroy Lindo, Stanley Tucci, Cheki Cayo, DJ Qualls, Richard Wilkins. This is a hell of a cast. Do you know the yeah. plot? Do you know the plot of this one? No,
1: absolutely not. i never heard of it right. in my life.
0: The Earth's core stops magnetising or whatever. The, the Earth's magnetic field goes out of whack. All the planes start falling from the sky. All the pacemakers start deactivating. And the entire Earth is going to be cooked by solar radiation because the magnetic field isn't... i tell you what. I'm going to let the scientists, the boffins, explain it for me. What's the timeline here? As the EM field becomes more and more unstable, we'll start seeing isolated incidents. One plane will fall from the sky, and then two, and then in a few months, anything, everything electronic will be fried. Static discharges in the atmosphere will create superstorms with hundreds of lightning strikes per square mile. After that, it gets bad. The Earth's EM field shields us from the solar winds, which are a lethal blend of radioactive particles and microwaves. When that shield collapses, microwave radiation will literally cook our planet
1: all this talk of microwaves is making me hungry. <laughs> I mean, c- can I just send back, cool. last week I talked about San Andreas being like every other movie yeah. where something like this, the Earth's this core. sounds ra- like it. Yeah, yep, yep, there we go.
0: But that's the thing, the solution in this one is it's basically Armageddon on Earth, they're getting a massive drill and have to drill to the centre of the Earth to drop a nuke to set the Earth rotating or whatever the hell again.
1: You've lost me Oh, uh, you know what,
0: watch it, it's actually, it's so brilliant at times, like you can tell they thought they were making something great. Uh, there is a moment in which DJ Quall literally hacks the internet. That is thing they thought could happen in 2002
1: and we're going to leave it there <laughs> so Monday then
0: what do you text to Monday what we got do
1: you know what we've got Kingsman the Secret Service film for 9 o'clock I have to say this one it depends on the time of day in which you watch it. Okay, <laughs> when I first saw Kingsman, I hated it. Really, I watched it at nine o'clock on a Monday morning. Oh, that'll do it. And I thought it was chauvinistic. I thought it was just rubbish. And then I got taken on a press trip to go and watch it in 4DX in Milton Keynes, and Good I tell you Lord, what, it changed really? my life. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> 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 so We got Taron Egerton. It's kind of the parody of James Bond. It's yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's him. It's Samuel L. Jackson. It's Colin Firth. It is so much good fun. The sequel is rubbish. Stick with this one. I'm really looking forward to what's coming out in terms of the kind of prequel of The King's Man, isn't it? With Ray Fine, so they've got kind of full circle on them. This is like Matthew Vaughan directed. um, And to be honest, overall, I think it's this really good movie. It's got its own little fan base for it. Film for 9 o'clock, Monday perfect little watch for you. That's
0: a good recommendation for me. So, I'm going to take you to one of my favourite comedies. It's a teen comedy, it's a bit of a rom-com, high school comedy. One of my favourites of the last five years, like, hands down, a movie I've watched maybe 30 times. It is The Duff. And this is on 5 Star, 11 o'clock on Tuesday night. Remember, if you're not actually going to watch it, you can Sky Plus them, or some of them are on Netflix, etc. The Duff actually is on Netflix. Uh, But it's on telly, 11 o'clock on Tuesday on 5 Star. This stars Mae Whitman, who most most people know from, I think, Parenthood, or Good Girls, or she was the little girl in, in Independence Day, and also George Clooney's daughter in One Fine Day, also known as the finest rom-com of the 1990s. Yes. I will fight anyone who argues that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> anyway, the whole idea is that, I tell you what, I tell you what, we're going to let it be explained in plot for you. Yeah, it's actually not my job to give you pervy intel on my best friends, but thanks. Well, I mean, it kind of is, though. People ask you questions about them, right? Because that's your job as their duck. Sorry, as their what? Duff, D-U-F-F, designated ugly fat friend. What
1: did you just say to me?
0: It's not like a big deal, okay? I mean, like every group of friends has one. You know, the one who doesn't look as good, thus making their friends look better. The one who's who's approachable and, and easy to talk to because no one's trying to get in their pants. And if you don't know who it is, chances are it's you. Say when.
1: Do you know what I'm going to say about that? On. Gary Barlow in the 1980s and 1990s. <laughs> and doesn't that come round and bite you in the ass? Because, yeah. to be honest, he's the most successful and the most talented and the hottest one in his 40s. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, uh, brilliant movie. If you've never seen it, which I'm guessing from your reaction to that clip when you heard what Duff meant, means yeah. no, you haven't, absolutely see this. It's terrific. I Alison Janey's in it. Ken Jeong is in it. It is How really, have I missed this? Really sharp, really funny. Absolutely unmissable. Do Great. see this. Does
1: this sit up there with the Mean Girls, Easy A, yes. kind of that kind of thing? Uh, for
0: me, above both of those. Oh, I wow. I think the, dove is, uh, the, dove, the Duff is tremendous. It really is. I would a whale of a time. It's also genuine star-making turn from Rob. Robbie Amell from the the Arrow universe The Flash Uh he's the cousin of and also looks an awful lot like the Green Arrow uh, Stephen Amell and they've done a movie together since Uh, I don't know how he's not a star but he deserves it on the back of this absolutely see the duff so Wednesday what have we got Miss Perfect
1: well again maybe this is a better horror movie for you Jeepers Creepers is on 5 star (laughs) at 11 o'clock on Wednesday Um, Jeepers Creepers I've not seen this in years. I don't even know. I can't even remember what it's about. I went
0: to the pictures to see this.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is way before our careers
0: really kicked off. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have a career at 17.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: Brother and sister on the road going to college, I think, and they get stalked by like a farmland boogeyman type But didn't there
1: were a couple of sequels to this, right? The
0: third one came out recently and is terrible. And actually, the third one that came out does start to link it back into the first one because there's a second one that takes place the day after. Yeah, but anyway
1: the only thing with this is that this is the time frame in which this was brought out kind of falls into that category of it being there were a lot of these kind of horror Mm. movies at the time they all kind of merge into one a little bit which is probably why I can't really remember they
0: sold this one heavily on Francis Ford Coppola being the producer that was that was the big marketing hook at the time yeah but But I know I know (laughs) right but it worked on some people okay so uh, that's 11 o'clock five star on Wednesday Uh, 9 p.m. horror channel Thursday one of my favorites and the reason I in a certain Uh, amount of tanning have a mark on my arm to this day it's the movie Dog Soldiers which is absolutely worth seeing big screen debut of Neil Marshall Okay, it is and they they marketed this as if it was one of those SAS adverts so group of squaddies doing a training exercise in the forest in Scotland happen happen upon a pack of werewolves and get picked off one by one here's Sean Pertwee with his guts falling out What's the glue for? Ever wonder why the best thing that glue sticks together is your fingers? Forget you your grandma's china cups. This stuff was developed for the Vietnam War to patch up broken soldiers. How are you feeling, Sarge? Absolutely. Stop. Give us it. Give it. Get. I'm sure you should be chasing painkillers with whiskey. No, he's on Uh, Is it your birthday coat? (laughs) No, mate. Is it my birthday? Hey, Sean Pertwee, so much fun in this.
1: Oh my goodness. So, as I said with the Angels one, I'm not their target demographic. I'm not the target demographic for this, but from that clip, I'm going to go and watch it. You've
0: got to see this. It is so good. Yeah, right. Horror okay.
1: Channel, 9 o'clock Thursday.
0: One last one then. You want to take it for us?
1: Okay. <laughs> Oscar winning the King's speech, So different to so everything Colin else we've talked about. from
0: Monday is now on Friday. Oh, yeah. is yeah. We've linked oh, we'll it all.
1: see. Okay, Friday, BBC One, <laughs> 10.35pm. I love this film. It's I do so good, how can you not? Jeffrey Rush is brilliant in it. So's Helen the Bottom Carter, so's obviously Colin Firth as well. I love a good movie that's about an old monarch who, you know, can't speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Genuinely terrific. Way funnier than I think anyone thought it was yes, gonna be as well.
1: Beautiful set and scenery and just generally a gorgeous film, top to bottom.
0: So that is the King Speaks. It's ten thirty five next Friday night, BBC One. Don't miss it. And we're back. It's off screen. I'm Van Conner Beck's perfect in their house. Hello. So let's uh, let's talk about shiny discs. I like a good shiny disc. They I- make good astros I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, do they watch.
1: they kind of do. I didn't really know what to do with all my shiny discs. Now <laughs> that I'm, my DVD bre- player broke, I was a bit like, okay. And they go out to the front porch and um, oh. free for all. Anyone who wants to take. Oh,
0: giving up so much physical media over the years.
1: I know it's such a shame, isn't it? Because you know now we just don't need them. I love having those collections. I have done for years. Mm. My VHSs. I used to write little. Labels on to kind of make it seem like my bedroom was a video store.
0: Weird. Yeah, I have my own <laughs> custom computer printed labels. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, let's not go into how <laughs> Look we My face. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs>
0: anyway, so uh, on DVD from Monday, August the twenty sixth, you have the pleasure of two new releases. I mean, Escape Plan 3 is also hitting disc, but frankly, I never want to talk about that movie ever again. Escape Plan? Isn't
1: that the one with Stallone and Schwarzenegger? That was the
0: first one. Then they just became exercises in Chinese funding that Stallone could do three days filming on at a time, along with Batista and 50 Cent, and they never really had to get involved in the plot. It was mostly unknown Chinese action stars doing nonsense plots. But they did it under an Escape Plan label. So that's neither here nor there.
1: You yeah. sound like the copyright person. I really do, don't I? <laughs> yeah. I really do.
0: Okay. So let's talk about Under the Silver like. So David Mitchell, uh, or Robert David Mitchell, I forget. He was the director of It Follows. This okay. was his follow-up to that. Right. And rather than go and give us an us, he gave us a Southland Tales.
1: Okay. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, It Follows was huge. It like, was. It, it was just, good. Yeah. Very good. Um, and, okay. I haven't seen this one, but... I'm it's not really something that floats my boat. It took me a while to go and watch It Follows. So.
0: Mm. This is not a horror film. This is basically Andrew Garfield, and it's set in a contemporary cast. day. Andrew Garfield goes and does basically a sort of MDMA version of, of The Long Goodbye. Oh. You know, it's not very good. It looks nice, sure. But, you know, after It Follows, I'd expect it does. It's meandering, pointless, self-indulgent waffle. It is a film that certain, certain <laughs> film critics lauded it and certain film critics hated it with the fury of a thousand suns. This,
1: this is why I would always encourage each and every one of you listening to not just depend on one critic to give you an opinion. Well, there's two of us, isn't there? There's two of us. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm, unusually, we're agreeing on a lot today. This um, is odd for us, isn't is it? This is very odd. You don't but actually, that's what you should do. You should listen to two, three, four critics and then make your own informed oh, judgement. I have, my,
0: should, I have my, my Kermode, my Mendelssohn, my movie Bob. You know, that's my Holy Trinity right there. It's uh, not because Barry Norman's not doing it anymore For yeah. obvious reasons But anyway Avoid under the silver lake um, With a passion uh, Frankly the only thing worth doing With this silver lake Is drowning yourself in it So Greta cool. <laughs> New film by Neil Jordan Oh nice
1: You said to me You were like Greta is brilliant Why right. is it brilliant?
0: Right Greta is brilliant to me Now I'm told that I have Woefully misread this film Because I thought Again it was... listen
1: to multiple critics
0: yeah, <laughs> I thought this was a satire Right Yeah Everyone else seems to think it's being played straight. I don't think it is. I think it is a satire of a 90s psycho thriller, starring Isabelle Huppert as a psycho version of Isabelle Huppert. And her prey... My
1: head is hurting already. Not
0: not like in a meta version. they okay, just fine, made a okay. character who is just Isabelle Huppert, played by Isabelle Huppert, and she stalks, uh, tries to befriend, and becomes obsessed by Chloe Moretz. So any where'd she come from? I, I know, and it leads to wonderful moments like this when someone gets chewing gum spat at them. Are you insane? Please. Let's try and start again. I love you. You don't even know me. I tried to talk to you, I tried. But you wouldn't listen. People can't keep doing this to me.
1: Is this Chloe Grace Moretz trying to do like more indie sort of arty films to up her credibility? Now she split up from Brooklyn Beckham.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing. So maybe uh, it
1: was over a year ago. Uh, to be know, honest, I,
0: I know nothing actually about Chloe Moretz on like a personal i get what her personal there's, there's deal is because really, yeah. no. I didn't even know she was in 500 <laughs> Days of Summer until I rewatched it the other day but was she? she was the little sister she's, shut up she's JGL's
1: younger sister and it's, right? sorry I've got some beef to pick with you about your hatred for that movie
0: no 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 I like it now oh okay no right. I didn't like it I like it now although it's very problematic
1: oh. Leave it alone. Simran
0: Hans wrote a brilliant piece uh, for the New Statesman about it this week, about revisiting it in your older age okay. and how your your opinions of it do change. Oh,
1: but we're such in a cotton wool society. I just let us just go back. This is a, I just would love to live in the nineties. He's an
0: obsessive stalker. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it.
1: That is so overthinking it, which is probably what you did with Greta.
0: Okay, well, anyway, I thought it was damn fun. I had a great time with it. Isabel Huppert is mental in it. I love her so much in this. Chloe Mourette's perfectly good victim. And Micah Monroe's still alive. They so still want to be in films.
1: Why do all the critics hate
0: it? I don't know. I mean, I again, Simran, I watched this with Simran. We laughed our asses off all the way through because we seemed to think it was this satire. It's Neil Jordan. The man doesn't make sloppy films. Everything is calculated. So I'm convinced this is a satire and everyone else is wrong. Okay, fair okay? enough. Watch it. It's really good. It's worth seeing. Um, Let's let's move to streaming then.
1: (laughs) 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 Nice little segue there. I thought you were about to implode, so it's a good job that we've moved on. Now this... Next movie that we're going to talk about I, is, is is one of my five-star, very few five-star movies that I've really? ever given. Really? Yes. Okay. I love this. I will also call out my husband who fell asleep in this before <laughs> the point in which everything becomes clear and walked out and went, I have no idea. That was the worst film I've ever watched in my life. Did, did,
0: did he really, uh, did yep. he Twin Peaks this? Brilliant. <laughs> I have no idea what's
1: yeah, happening. Yeah, absolutely. So this, uh, if in case you're wondering, is Blade Runner 2049. Oh. Very very few s- sequels, in my opinion, live up to the original. But this one for me, the sound, oh. the visuals, the acting, everything worked in this. Every and
0: frame is a work of art, isn't it?
1: Isn't it just? And those people who wrote at the time that it was boring and dull, go and watch Blade Runner and remind yourself how yeah. slow that is. They
0: do. Like, I'm sorry, did I miss the memo where we were reclassifying Blade Runner, some kind of action movie? Because it never was. Yeah, exactly. Very weird thing, there.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know what? It was such a big call to remake and revisit this. Mm. Ryan Gosling, fantastic job.
0: Anna de Armas, I think, is brilliant. This yes. is a holographic uh, yeah. woman. I think she's tremendous in this. Robin Wright, in a very small role as well. I thought very yeah, good. Yeah, nice And nice Sylvia, Sylvia Hoax. Yeah. Uh, Hoix? Hoax? Hoax. As the, as the villain, of the villainess of the piece. Tremendous.
1: Everything was spine-tingling about yeah. this movie. If you haven't seen I'm not sure if watching this on a streaming platform is going to give you the same thing. I watched it in, like, full-on... in. Impact cinema, and I felt every
0: move of it. Well, it is Netflix from Wednesday the 28th. Netflix is uh, 4K now, so you know, if you've got the, the big shiny 4K TV and one of maybe the four or five internet connections in the United Kingdom that will allow for decent 4K streaming, maybe you could have it looking as good as it should.
1: Well, look, uh, whatever you do, if you haven't seen this, go and watch it. And then we've also got something else on here. We've got Carnival Row, uh, which is season one, which is also on Netflix as well. Do you well.
0: not know about this one? This, this Cara
1: Delevingne, right?
0: Cara Delevingne, an Orlando Orlando Bloom, right? And it looks like a sort of Victorian period piece version of *Bright*. If you remember that movie with Will yeah. Smith, and, yeah. But it looks marginally better, even though Orlando Bloom's in See, it. See,
1: I thought this was an Amazon Prime one, but I because th- have
0: uh, I put it wrong? It might no, be.
1: No, I don't think it is. Thing is, all right, Cara Delevingne, she's on her Instagram. She suddenly puts in a couple of pictures about this. The only reason why I know about Carnival Row, yeah. Um, so I don't really know a lot about it. I think that sounds interesting. I thought it we were going to go down. By the way, it is Amazon. Yeah, it is there is we Amazon. go. Yeah. Amazon Prime people from Friday. Um, you, you, with this, I reckon. I was thinking, is it a bit like Penny Dreadful? Are they bringing something like that? Looks
0: kind of like that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. It, it could be worth checking. So there's not much on there, but there's it, not much sort of to, to gauge on it. But Just from really the trailers,
1: struggling with Cara Delavine. I don't know uh, her model turn. Oof. at tra- God
0: Valerian in the City of a uh, Oh!
1: On that note,
0: on that note, yeah, let's wrap it up for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's going to be an interesting one. I think next week we're going to be talking about uh, the Informer. Yes, we're going to talk about a million little pieces yeah. next week. Uh, the Mustang I've been looking forward to with yeah. Matty Shoes, uh, Mrs. Lowry and so which I think is Sam Claflin. That's next week. Claflin. Is, uh, Claflin is it? Claflin. To make Whatever. It we'll work it out by next week we will we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> uh, in the meanwhile uh, where, where can we hear more from you Miss Perfect uh,
1: you can hear more from me on movies uh, on at Rebecca Perfect on Instagram but more importantly if you're
0: into interior design <laughs> then
1: follow me on love the revision on Instagram as well which is just kind of where I spend more of my time you can see my ha- house renovation you have a
0: very, very cinematic house there's loads of cinema power yes. in your designs actually so yes, there, which is. I quite like. so I there you
1: go like. it still mixes the two but that's <laughs> what I'm doing a lot of the time Of which is why I'm rushing off straight after this to go and manage my builders <laughs> Of
0: course, uh, BBC Asia and Talk Radio. That's both Thursday mornings. for
1: Thursday you? mornings, yes, indeed. Uh,
0: and for me, of course, uh, late, late, early, early show with Paul Ross on Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings, every second week when Johnny's not there, and uh, BBC Oxford uh, Thursday six forty-five with Drive Time with Adam Ball, which is a Last and something I love doing. Fantastic, um, and of course, me movies on a Friday, which is just an animated treat.
1: I mean, it really is. You've taken emojis to a whole new level with that. <laughs>
0: <It's>, oh god, <laughs> I did it in official effects house the other week. It was weird. They did not know
1: what I was doing. No, I'm, I'm sure they, Bloomin' well didn't. <laughs> no.
0: So in the meanwhile, that's uh, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, the seven days worth of movies to fill your cinematic boots with. Go forth, get cinematic, have some fun. We'll be back next week.